0: The Geek Therapy Discord server is the place to connect over your favorite fandom, share your reactions to this summer's blockbusters, season finales, and more. Join us at geektherapy.com/discord. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. My name is Jose Cardona. Joined by my co-hosts, Laura Taylor. Hey, Lauren Keller. Hey, and Brandon Saxton. Hello. Today we're going to talk about you know how everybody's going to die. Uh, but 1st <laughs> talk about what was new in the network. Here Comes a Thought has a new episode called Secret Adventure. Okay, there's some sort of spell check going on because this happened last time. I, I wrote down, I saw the name and then I wrote down something different. What I wrote down is not Secret Adventure, but I think Secret Adventure is the name of the episode. <laughs> uh, Jedi Council has an episode titled Choosing Your Own Adventures. Queer Comics Podcast has an episode on Animation Nostalgia. Over on the Patreon, we have a new uh, update on the trademark situation. Uh, we had a previous episode of GT Radio, our spoiler cast, our bonus episode on Endgame. Woo! <gasps> Woo! And we have a new show on the network. What? Yeah. Ooh. Janina Scarlett did a spinoff of her superhero therapy show called Harry Potter Therapy. They got episode one. That's posted. New on the network.
1: Awesome.
0: Yep. And uh, we're doing a question queue only episode coming up soon. So we need a few more questions for that. We've gotten a few, but uh, remember you can supply your questions for us. Anything goes, just ask whatever. It doesn't matter. It can be silly. It doesn't matter. We'll have fun. Or fill out a form over at geektherapy.com QQ to add your question to the question queue. Big thank you to our Patreon producers, Ben, Booney, John, Kat, Mark, Reese, Jamila, and Lydia. Lydia just posted over on the GT forum. I'm very, very excited. Yay! Uh, Everybody go to the forum. Forum is fantastic. And this is episode 192. Wow. That's Mm -hmm. very close to episode 200. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if everything is timed the way it seems like it's going to, the 200th episode of GT Radio is going to coincide almost exactly with the 8th anniversary of Geek Therapy, which is on June 24th. 2019 a day that we are calling geek therapy day and we're gonna have all sorts of celebrations and streams and and stuff going on that day so mark your calendars for geek therapy day june 24th
1: 2019
0: yeah yeah. party oh yeah party at lara's house
1: uh, I didn't volunteer that.
0: I just <laughs> tweeted out the address. Oh, yeah. It's on the forum. <laughs> com. I don't think he has my
1: address. Yes, you do. Never mind.
0: I, I've been to your house. <laughs> and all right. Let's talk about what, what we're all here to talk about.
1: No more fun.
0: So, so okay. So we're we're recording this on a Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. This is Wednesday. Laura and I are going to see Endgame. Tomorrow. tomorrow Yeah. So we we haven't seen it yet, but we're gonna see it. I'm gonna see it in about twelve hours. I'm gonna see it tomorrow morning. So we're gonna see that and then we're gonna record, you know, that, that bonus episode. But we haven't seen it yet, but we're gonna see Endgame. And then on Sunday
1: This this doesn't really it doesn't really spoil Game of Thrones, but they just set us up for a really action packed episode, I think, next.
0: Well well it's not it's just there's four episodes left in the series.
1: Yeah. So the next month everyone's gonna die.
0: yeah yeah yeah, pretty much everyone i think i think a lot of people are gonna die uh a lot of people we love you've probably heard of the red wedding which was an episode or an event that happened in an episode of game of thrones in the third season where people died and it was shocking and it was it's still shocking (laughs) Mm -hmm. and this show kills people off i mean and, and game killed off half of the universe Half of all, I I like that they are very specific. They're like, yeah, we killed off all life in the universe. It's not just the people; it's technically everything, right? The half. I I don't know. I don't know if plants count, but definitely animals. I think count. Mm
1: -hmm. Flurkins.
2: Ooh, see a (sighs) flurkin. Out of here. Yep. Mushrooms Now out I of
1: need here. one of those Avenge Mushrooms the Fallen here. posters with goose on it to find out whether he survived
2: or not. That's right. We don't have a, mm-hmm. a goose poster. That's a very good point. Hmm. A- and I hope you're talking about a literal goose, not not the not the one from the movie. Just a goose. <laughs> Just
3: a <laughs> Is goose. he okay? Honk.
0: There's two posters. One's Goose the Cat. One's right. Goose a Goose. A Goose. Yes. <laughs> one's one the of duck. them died. One of them survived. Half. Half to t- 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 <laughs> <laughs> So, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you all feel. But this weekend is gonna be, it's good. it's either going to be devastating because if any of the people left die on either of these, either of these events, I'm going to not be okay. And every for every person that survives, there's gonna be this sense of relief. It's gonna mm-hmm. be incredible. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be an emotional roller coaster. How's everybody doing?
2: My sense is. I'm not going to watch either of them this weekend, but my sense is that at the end of Endgame, there will be some loss, but it'll feel good at the end. Like, we'll feel like there is a victory. And my guess is at the end of this episode of Game of Thrones, it will just feel bad. That's my, that's, that's my guess right now. Yeah. yeah, Sounds about right.
1: Brandon, keeping it real.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: For not having how? watched the last couple of seasons, you really have your finger on the pulse.
2: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I stay mm-hmm. up to date with Game of Thrones despite not watching the show. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And and so how do you feel about, well, like it's going to take you a while to catch up in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it may. who knows when you'll come back to us and be like, I, I just, oh, my God. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's very now possible. You,
1: then, then you'll know why we were crying. Why right, why the so world upset. is
2: crying? <laughs> the whole world, yeah. The day the world cried, I'm. Yeah. It's very possible I'm just going to jump in and start watching this season. And what? Not, no, I, don't do that. I no. <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty much up to speed. I I've read the book several times. I sort of no. get the story. There is a gap for sure, like a book's worth of a gap, almost. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: one of his books. Is like a lot. That's I like know, th- but three he,
2: normal books. Eight years I've been waiting for his dang book. I'm too weary.
3: I'm going to be really uh, contrary here, but I'm totally okay with you just going from what? Season three <laughs> to season eight? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Do it. I feel it. like I'm ready. Do it. Yeah. I, I want to say it. so much, but I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Um, um, George R. R. Martin said the other day that for the show to have all the content that the books are going to have, they would have needed five more seasons. Oh, Oof. Yeah. Yeah. It,
2: yeah. To be clear, it's my know. it's my favorite book series. I have a huge like Stark banner on my wall in mm. in my apartment. Huge fan. I just don't watch the show anymore. You have a giant direwolf tattooed on your chest. I know. Uh, nearly. Cool. <laughs> 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 so so th-
0: that one will take a while. I mean, I'm I'm super curious if it's your favorite book series. I really want to know like how you feel about all that, but. How do you feel about endgame? Are you, are you prepared? I think are I you,
2: am. I'm okay? I'm ready. Yeah. I've I I'm just, you know, obviously I'm I'm going to be kind of shook up. Um, you know, I don't know. Infinity War had a lot of feelings for sure. There was a lot going on, but I think they're going to really send it home here in a pretty big way. But I'm pretty excited to to just feel it all and and just kind of see this era of Marvel films kind of be wrapped up, I think that's going to be pretty cool. So I, I'm actually pretty excited for it, even though I fully anticipate the loss of probably some of my favorite characters. So, so you
0: know, we read comic books. I I was not devastated by the the decimation, the the snap. In Infinity War, because I I knew that that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I I assumed that that was going to happen, and when it happened, but, but
1: honestly, you had to have some feels when they did that close up on on Spider Man's face. Well, like, well,
0: well y- yes and no.
1: Like you know, he probably is going to come back.
0: Well, that's the thing. Right <laughs> after when it was happening, I was like, what and then immediately after I was like oh You're yeah like, no oh. They're, they're they're gonna come back it's fine like mm-hmm. this has happened before in the comics it's gonna happen again but I was just talking to people in the past couple of days who did not have that reaction at all I was talking to someone who his son when that happened walked out of the theater I was like I'm oh, never watching wow. another Disney movie again <laughs> this is a 12 year old um, my niece who's 7 she still to this day her theory is the same she's like I don't think that that's what happened. He has the reality stone. I think that it's just an illusion. She's she's in such denial. I'm like, no, I don't, think, I don't think she's like no no no. It, they're, they're not dead. It's just it's just a reality stone. Trust me. I'm we like, need to okay. get her
1: reaction about Endgame from you.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll let you know next week. <laughs> and uh, and and my mom. I remember when I my mom's so pumped to watch these movies she watched you know all 20 uh movies she watched shield she was ready to go and when that movie ended she was furious she was so disappointed she was just she did not come out of that theater happy and i'm I'm sure a lot of people didn't it's tough i mean it, again it didn't happen to me in that movie but fictional character deaths do do affect me a lot mm-hmm. how about all of you
2: definitely, definitely
0: mm mm-hmm.
2: yeah there are there are there are more than a i mean there's definitely some variants I would say that for characters where maybe there were multiple books or multiple movies or multiple games, and that the writing was done in such a way where there was some real investment on my part in the well being of the character or the outcome of the story, those are definitely examples where I've been hit pretty <laughs> pretty well by a character death, and then there are other ones where Maybe I'm more of a casual fan, or the writing's just not that good, or I just don't care that much, and yeah, maybe it didn't impact me as much. But certainly, fictional deaths have the capacity to uh, to hit me.
1: Yeah, I think that fictional deaths hit me so hard that Facebook has picked up on it. I have ads on my Facebook feed uh, from a company that I actually I I really love their shirts, and I've never bought one. Uh, called Book Human. And these, let me just read a couple of the shirts that they advertised to me. <laughs> Leave me alone so I can cry over the deaths of fictional characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry for what I said when my fictional character died.
0: I'll take two of those.
1: And the characters may not be real, but my tears for them are.
0: <laughs> Do they sell keychains?
1: <laughs> I, I'm sure they, they might. <laughs> um,. I think I've I, I was really uh, seen by them, and I feel called out. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely I get attached. Even depending on the movie, even a single movie, like it'll it'll get me. Mm. But I agree with Brandon. If it's a show that's been on a while, or a series of movies, or a series of games and things, it's someone that I'm attached to. Just like and I'm invested in their story and what happens and. Just like I am in the people in my lives and the tears are real. And I, I'm like, no, but then they'll never get to do this. Or they're going mm-hmm. just like I would if someone that I love died. I think part of what is going to be a hard thing for me rather than just the characters dying. Um, and I, we've talked about this before, too. Like it's going to be Game of Thrones is over in a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's going to be a void there that, mm-hmm. that I need filled. Oh, until the
0: prequel comes out.
1: Until the prequel comes out. But <laughs> even then, like, it's not those characters. I don't know what happens to them after. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Nothing.
1: And, yeah, there's the, there's things. I can imagine it. I can do fan fiction. But, really, that doesn't really, for me, that doesn't tell me what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I think might happen. Um, well, they're all going to
0: die anyway. So, nothing
1: They're, gonna they're gonna all going to die. After. Case closed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and and Endgame isn't the end of the Marvel movies, but it is the end of an era. It's mm-hmm. the end of our original Avengers. Many of them are my favorite characters. I'm really excited that Captain Marvel is going to be spearheading the next phase of Marvel movies. Because she's amazing and I love her so much. But I'm also going to miss my my Captain America. And, well,
0: and, and right now we're assuming. We we're don't assuming. Know, right. He
1: doesn't yeah. have a contract. So I'm assuming. Uh, he may been, not die. He may go off and Viv mm-hmm. on it, his own.
0: They've all been lying left and right. It's, it's, it's uh, true. It's it's offensive at this point. just should stop doing <laughs> interviews.
1: <laughs> no more interviews. Did you hear that they didn't even um, give Tom Holland a script? I love it. They just <laughs> he, gave him his lines. He can be trusted. They didn't even tell him who he was playing a scene with.
2: Or who he was playing.
1: <laughs> Today you're going to be Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I read, I read some quotes from the director and some of that, they seem to be joking. Like they were exaggerating to a point. Yeah. yeah. Um, because he's also like, yeah, but I, I get it. Yeah. There's, um, there's a lot of secrecy there. So we don't really know what's, we don't what's know gonna what's gonna going, going on, mm-hmm. but we're, but we sure are thinking about it a lot because mm-hmm. we care about these characters so much. And, and they're our that
1: family I, and our, t- our friends. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like,
0: like you said, like we care about them. Those tears are real. And, you know, by, by the end of this episode, I'd like for us to, at the very least, if we can possibly help anybody uh, cope with some of these feelings, um, to do that. Or at least help each other cope with these feelings. Mm-hmm. And hopefully somebody will benefit from that and talk about maybe why some of these characters are, are so important to us. And and, and I want to say right off the bat, like you shouldn't feel ashamed. You shouldn't let anybody else make you feel... Uh, bad about caring about fictional characters because like brendan like you said if you read a like multiple books of one character like you're following this person for a really long time not only their story but like your story right like Mm -hmm. it could have taken years for you to to learn or or, like they were with you for that for, for such a long time
1: and you get to know them closer than you might even get to know some of your friends because you're in their thoughts. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. And especially in a book, you're hearing their internal monologue and everything. Yeah. So you really, it's very intimate. You're there. You're there yeah. for the ride.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if you don't have any friends who <laughs> who agree that these characters matter or that it's okay to, to cry at a fictional character's death.
1: Get some new friends.
0: Get some new friends. <laughs> Come hang out with us. Put <laughs> to Discord in the in the forum. We uh In chat. We understand you. hmm Lauren, you don't care about death in, in media, right? <laughs> it doesn't
2: phase you at all. It's not something you've thought about.
3: I do care about death in media. <laughs> it's totally my jam. And, you know, we were talking about people making fun of you for caring about fictional characters. And um there is a term for that. It's called parasocial relationships. There's actually a really good YouTube video by Strucci something. I'll have to look that up. Uh, anyways, the parasocial relationships, that is a uh, one-sided relationship with um, either a fictional character or a, um, it can be a real person, but a character they play on TV. So that can be, you know, like TV shows or it can be stuff like, like a news program where you have Like if you watch one particular news host every day for many years, you sort of build up this relationship with them, even though it is it is one sided because, you know, they're talking at you but they're not really talking to you and you can't talk back to them. But what happens in, you know, in their lives affects you and it matters to you. So it's like, so you know, uh, if your favorite host takes like maternity leave and you're like excited that they're having a baby like that is all real, even if it is one sided or fictional, like you are investing time and attention and your focus and <laughs> emotional investment into these things So it honestly, it doesn't really matter if it's real because it's real on your end and you're the one experiencing it. So if people are being shitty about that, fuck them. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's it's I I get the same when people are are mean about that stuff. I get the same feelings uh, as when people are like, oh, you know, your dog died. Like, just get a new dog. Like, get over it. It's Ugh. just a dog. And it's like, fuck you. That's my you? child. That is, I have a relationship with, with this animal, with this family member, uh, with a you know, with a character in Game of Thrones. I, it's like, I care about them. And when they're gone, like, that is impactful to me. And that changes how I'm feeling. And e- either be accepting or get out.
0: <laughs> get new friends, definitely.
3: Get new friends.
0: That's the
2: theme. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> make new friends maybe keep the old <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> it's you know and and you know I'm sure that you you guys have had experiences where it's like you can relate to being invested but it's like to something that you don't care about maybe a, sh- a show you don't watch or like uh you know i I hear people get like really emotional about uh sports people and I don't know anything about that so I'm just like uh-huh sure cool but you can be empathetic to people's emotions even if you're not really on board with what you know whatever it's coming from the show or the book or the comic
0: Um, i think everybody has those relationships Mm -hmm. i like the Mm -hmm. example of the newscaster because Mm -hmm. that's one that people don't think about a lot but Mm -hmm. if you spent 15 years watching the evening news and you always knew what was going on with that person. And every time they changed their hair, you were like, oh, <laughs> she dyed her oh, hair. Oh, nice. She's got haircut. a new suit. You know, like, you care. And if that yeah. person leaves the show, like, you can bring up, you can always find an example where somebody can connect, I think. I've, I've never, I've, like, I've never failed in doing that when someone came at me with, like, you know, just buy another one or, like, that's stupid. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, let me prove you wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: I mean, I'm thinking about um, Alec Trebek, and Jeopardy like yeah. he's He's finally not gonna Be the Jeopardy host anymore and he Part of that is because I think he has um, Pancreatic cancer pancreatic cancer, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and so it's like I'm I am sure that there are lots and lots of People who are very invested In in his cancer Treatment and um
2: and jeopardy is stuff. not
1: going to be the same yeah with someone else running the show
3: exactly and so it's like there are there are emotions tied into that and and you know being aware of them and being empathetic towards people who are having those emotional reactions is it's really important it's a it's a good way to be supportive of people
0: and people are not going to be open to drew Carey hosting <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: sorry drew if you're listening
1: Nothing, in it, nothing against Drew Carey. No, just not just the same. Not
0: the same. <laughs> and that's that's definitely again a, a great point. And I think it explains how how we feel about these characters, why we we connect to them. Do any of you have any tips or or what has worked for you, or what would you tell somebody who is has just experienced that type of loss, or in our case, is about to on a red wedding scale, probably? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
1: Share the pain.
0: <laughs> yeah, no.
1: Like, I mean, it it sounds funny, but like, yeah, like half the time after I see a movie, I text way right away, and I'm like, "Oh my god, bring the tissues uh, <laughs> yeah. to the movie if you haven't seen it, because I need to talk about this when when you have <laughs> seen it." <laughs> and and mm-hmm. usually debriefing with people I went to the movie with after or watched episode of game of thrones with or and and you don't always have that but being able to talk to people is usually helpful for me or taking some time to reflect on why it's so important to me and why that person or that show or that movie or whatever was so important to me
0: yeah last week was the finale of the magicians and when that episode Mm was done oh my god I i started pacing around my house (laughs) <laughs> and then uh, my my girlfriend doesn't watch the show, but I, I, I had to sit her down and I had to <laughs> do everything you just said. I explained to her why it mattered from the first scene of the show to the last scene of the show, like why why it meant so much. I was processing it as I was talking to her and whew, I need I needed that.
1: And yep. you need to process it with people that are not going to be like, well why do you care?
0: Mm. Yeah. Just like
1: in that tone, like more of a, (laughs) okay, well, why do you care rather than what's so important about (laughs) that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably easier said than done, but if someone does give you that response and minimizes the emotional reaction that you might be having, I would say to the best that you can try not to get sucked into that and start to add shame or, um like maybe guilt on top of the kind of emotional reaction that you're already having and like I said I've had people do that to me before so I recognize on the outside that's very much easier said than done but if you get that reaction maybe just politely step back and and seek out a source of social support that might be more supportive or understanding about the specific reaction that you might be having
0: so what do you mean is get new friends that's
2: that's my <laughs> long-winded way of saying get some new friends <laughs>
0: no that's a great point if my girlfriend would have been there I probably would have let's see I definitely would have probably written to Lauren I think I immediately wrote in the discord uh, after the episode because I knew that everybody in that channel the magicians channel was was gonna watch it or or would understand me and you know that's what reddit is for that's what twitter Mm -hmm. is for
1: (laughs) and like like you said earlier like if you don't have friends that'll do that come to the discord come to the forum we'll talk to you
0: yeah but whatever, yeah. There yeah. isn't a channel for it already, we'll make one.
1: <laughs> we might not know your fandom, yeah. but we will support you.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. I guess I would also add maybe just giving yourself permission to feel the way that you're feeling and giving yourself a little time if we're going to talk about these parasocial relationships or connections as being analogous or at least semi-analogous to our... our um, IRL relationships, then I think we need to kind of give ourselves the same level of self-compassion when we're experiencing a, a response to to a, a death um, or a fictional death. So I would say just just remembering that maybe you just need to take a minute and and just kind of feel the things that you're feeling and work through it. And, and that's okay. And reminding yourself that's okay.
3: Absolutely. I, I mean, I don't want to say that the grief you experience from fictional characters is on the same scale as mm-hmm. the grief you experience with you know, real people or, or family members or pets or what have you. But there is a lot of overlap in that Venn diagram. The emotional and physiological reactions you're, you're going to experience is going to have a lot of overlap. Um, I can't remember the name of the, the people, but the, um, the stages of grief anger, mm-hmm. depression, denial, bargaining, bargaining and acceptance. Thank you. I was like there's one more and then acceptance. Oh god. Uh, that one's uh, Kubler-Ross. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. thank you. Uh, yeah, Kubler-Ross. Um, and and the when when they made that, they they made it yeah, like they were stages like you'd do one and then the other, but um, pretty much the general consensus now you is that they're around. all they're all kind of going on at the same time and you bounce back and forth between them. Um, But that's I I have experienced those feelings in in, you know, fictional deaths where it's like at first I'm shocked and I don't believe it at all. And I'm like, you know, it cuts to commercial. I'm like, oh, it's got to be a fake out. Right. When they come back from commercials, like the reveal is like, oh, the knife like only struck the Bible. I happen to have tucked in my shirt for some reason. I'm totally fine. This this couldn't be happening for real, right?
0: That's Game of Thrones season one, episode yeah. nine.
3: And then and then it's like, okay, well then and then you get really angry, and that's when you see like the people raging on Twitter about like, how dare these showrunners do this? Mm-hmm. They don't respect the the fans. Like, rah, anger, anger. And then you know the <laughs> depression of like, I don't like, am I even going to keep watching this show now that my favorite character is dead? Like, what's even the point? And then you know you mm-hmm. get sucked back in, and you're like, I guess I'm going to watch it again, um, but. <laughs> yeah like all of those feelings it's grief it it's not the the grief comes from inside of the the, the grief call is coming from inside of the house it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't really matter who who died you're going to feel those feelings because you invested into that that's part of you that is is now gone and that sense of loss is like you're you're feeling it you really feel that and grappling with that is you know is tough and it's a whole process and like we've all been saying social support is like the biggest help but you know there's also things you can do on your own um journaling would be a good one if um we're talking about like you know you watched a tv show and your favorite character died sort of um journaling about how that made you feel and why you were so connected to the character in the first place and and all of that stuff can really help you process those feelings um, on your own if you don't have other people to talk to readily available.
0: And if you're feeling sad, it's probably because of the loss. Yeah. And if you're feeling angry, it's probably because things haven't aren't going the way you want them to. Yeah. That's usually where, where the anger comes from. And that's completely understandable. It's also important to accept that this is part of like, when you're talking about geek culture, you're talking about people who care so deeply about these shows and these movies and these books, these stories. Like, we care so hard. Mm-hmm. It is it is just part of our experience now, too, right? That it's – I mean, you, you could apply that to life, too, right? Like, it's just part of life, right? But I think it's it's part of of the experience of, of loving these characters so much, that they're not going to be around forever. And that uh, without those ups and downs, we – wouldn't appreciate the stories as much. And I don't know that that's, that may be a whole other conversation, but if you, you think about it, like in hindsight, you'll find that a lot of that stuff, a lot of the grief, a lot of the anger is part of the, the overall package that makes the experience so great in, in general.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's, I think it's maybe cliche a little bit, but it's like the old, uh, you know, can't see the, the rainbow without the storm kind of thing. You know, it's kind of just a part of engaging in the entire full range of emotional experiences of that fandom that you're so interested and invested in. What's that saying? How does it go? You can't see the rainbow without the storm or the rain clouds or something? I thought you Uh, said the Rambo. Oh, (laughs) well, that's a different saying. It's (laughs) it's not as good. But yeah, you can't see the Rambo uh, without the... Without the storm, know, without the helicopter that he flies in on, I don't
0: know. <laughs> I swear you said Rambo. I'm I may so have.
2: It's very. I very much may have. I jump over my words sometimes. <laughs> and if I did, please just leave it. I, li- I like Rambo a little bit more.
3: You know, I'm also. I'm also thinking of. These experiences that we're talking about, having uh, a grief reaction to fictional characters, is sort of educational in a way. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, maybe this is just me projecting my own experiences, but, you know, I, I live in America. We don't have great healthcare, but we've got healthcare. And I don't think anybody close to me died until I was, I don't know, older than 10. And I definitely witnessed. On TV or in books, characters that I cared about dying and um, other characters experiencing and expressing grief. And I know that my own experiences of grief and grief expression and, uh, like, mourning rituals were very much informed by the media I had consumed prior to experiencing it in my own life. Um, and I'm sure I am not the only one that that's true for, but I, I wonder how many people experience, like, really gut ripping grief from a character and it's sort of like preparation for experiencing real grief in their life of like you know when ned dies (laughs) in game of thrones it's like i wonder how many people are like uh someday my dad's gonna die how am i gonna handle that and you know using that as sort of um, a way to at least a little bit pre-process some of those those feelings I
1: think it definitely, that's geek therapy right there. That's what we're all about, right? Seeing Mm -hmm. these things in media helps us process them, either prepare beforehand or process them afterwards. I've talked on the show a million times about how my mom died when I was young. And for me, after that point, every time a parent dies, I kind of relive it some and it helps the pain Sometimes it it spikes a little bit, but it does help the pain and help me process and learn something different about myself and how I've been dealing with it. And and I can see different grief processes and how... Because no two people grieve the same way. And so you can see different ways it works. And maybe these processes work for you. Maybe they don't. I yell at the TV sometimes, why are you doing this? (laughs) And it's because... That's their grief process. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's healthy, but for them, maybe it is healthy. I think it could go the same way with the preparation for something happening. I think I think you're spot on, Lauren.
0: In the Game of Thrones psychology book that um, Langley did. I there, wrote in that one. <laughs> you, you wrote in that one. I wrote a chapter, too, and it, part of my uh, essay was on how you can learn emotional intelligence from watching fiction or from watching mm. TV. And I quoted a book from Stephen Johnson. It's called "Everything Bad Is Good for You," and he has this whole chapter on how he thinks that reality TV is actually really helpful because it shows you these extreme versions of of uh, emotions, mm-hmm. right? That are maybe sometimes harder to pick up in a more nuanced way, because everybody in a reality TV show is a character, and everything is edited in a, in a way that you only see like the the most outrageous reactions, and that it can show you right, like by seeing those extremes, by seeing Ned's head rolling on the floor, right? I mean, it's it's an it's an exaggerated version, but it's something that we can you know it's like it, it allows you to talk about it, it allows you to feel something in a moment when maybe you're not as connected to those characters. I don't know. There's something definitely there where you can learn a lot about yourself and about other people but I think it always requires that kind of reflection that we've gone back to you know just watching it like you can't just learn from watching something like that there there needs to be some sort of reflection Conversation. and practice mm-hmm. yeah.
2: yeah yeah, absolutely without minimizing the experience it's almost like a practice run for mm-hmm. dealing with grief yeah.
1: yeah, yeah everyone needs to watch Game of Thrones so they can learn how to let everyone they love die Oh Everyone <laughs> needs to watch Game of
3: Thrones to prepare for your own impending mortality. Oh gosh. Whether your
1: head is rolling on the floor or <laughs>
3: oh bit God. of poison. Dragons.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> How many of you have rewatched the scenes like the red wedding with someone else? <laughs> I just have, like, yeah. Me, me too, and just like watch them as it's happening. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh <laughs> yeah, experience yeah. For the first time,
1: <laughs> I, I did that with my wife. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I'm I a horrible that with my mom. person.
1: <laughs> um, she hadn't seen it. I'd watched. Well, actually, I don't know if at that point I had already watched it. I don't think I had. I had read the books, so I knew what was going to happen, mm. and she her reaction was just oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> <laughs> she just why are you making me watch this <laughs> yeah um yeah. and i laugh about it now but it was really hard for her at that time um mm-hmm. and i'm still laughing um
0: i did that to my mom and i felt bad afterwards
1: i i did fe- i felt yeah. bad after too
0: <laughs> yeah cuz like really she, so. she she was watching the series she was going through it she was going to see that anyway but there was something about how much I planned to enjoy watching her watch that scene, <laughs> and I, I ended up not enjoying it at all. <laughs> it was like I just watched her suffer. Have <laughs> you seen yeah.
1: the YouTube videos of like red wedding yeah. reactions? Yep. 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 Oh, oh, gosh. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's funny because it's people I don't know.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't care that that kid is crying. Whatever. <laughs> oh man.
1: And I feel like that show is setting us up in the next month for like red wedding level pain and suffering because it's been a while since someone really important died.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been very happy for the past couple of seasons, and uh, yeah, we just had that. Like there was there was just an episode that felt like you were saying goodbye to everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, it was the it was... the music they played was beautiful. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Get ready, Brandon. (laughs) Catch up already, man.
0: (laughs) I'll get there. All right. Well, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with some examples, uh, like very specific examples and how we kind of handled it and what we did and uh, that we think are really important. Of all of our community spaces, the Discord server is the most ephemeral, meaning that it's the place to go to talk about stuff in the moment. When the big events like Endgame and the final season of Game of Thrones come around, you want a place where you can talk to like-minded people as it's happening. We have channels dedicated to different fandoms and topics, everything from anime to music to mental health. To join our Discord, go to geektherapy.com slash discord. Once you join, you'll be announced to the server and I promise you'll receive a warm welcome from everyone. Again, to join, go to GeekTherapy.com slash Discord. Right, and we're back. This is our Media matter segment. Media Matters. Where we talk about media that matters. <laughs> and <laughs> we all brought some examples. These can be very specific uh, that either just... Are an example of a situation, a character death that really affected you, that was either devastating, how you dealt with it afterwards, or, or ones that you know that have affected a lot of people. Lauren, I know you have a long list. Why don't you start?
1: Do you want me to just slam through the whole list?
0: Or <laughs> or do... we might
1: chime in. You might have some of the same ones we you, got.
0: You can take a break halfway through. It's it's okay. <laughs>
3: Okay, well, I'm. I'm just gonna jump over Game of Thrones because we've been talking about that a lot. But also on my list is uh, Barb from Stranger Things. Ugh. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Pussi from Orange Is the New Black. Wait, 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 Da-oh. wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. <laughs>
0: but but just like, but why is Barb? Why is Barb on your list?
3: Barb is on my list because I really thought that there was going to be like we were going to circle back around Mm -hmm. and we were going to save Barb or Barb was going to like reveal herself to be like, oh, I had been trapped in the upside down and became a total badass hunter of monsters and join the team and it would be cool. And then she was just dead and then Mm -hmm. they never talked about it. And it really upset me. I liked Barb.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: What's the name of the kid who was trapped down there? Will. Will, Will, right? Yeah, Will survived. Why didn't Why didn't Barb survive? And yeah, Will the was whole down time, for so like how long. many episodes were we hoping, hoping that she was okay, but she wasn't? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <sighs> my
2: my understanding is that that sentiment was shared pretty widely because she really is forgotten for the rest of the season. And so, <laughs> in response to that, the creators made her more of a part of this, the second season. Like, oh yeah, we kind of forgot about Barb. Like Oops. we, the writers, and everyone in the world. Like in the universe world of, of Game of Thrones, or not Game of Thrones, Stranger Things. So that was, they circle back to her a little bit in the second season, as you know, but that was in response to everyone just going, What the hell happened to Barb, <laughs> you <Yep>. jerks?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a gruesome reveal, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: It was. Yeah. Um, let's see, I have also got uh, Seymour the dog from Futurama. Mm. That one fucked me up real bad. Uh, also, Iggy, the dog from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Both of those. Heartbreaking. <laughs> um, continuing on animals, Artax, the horse from NeverEnding Story. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 My baby! <laughs> no!
0: <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, a lot of these are animals. Um, mm, Let's, uh...
0: You need a break?
3: <laughs> no. Um, okay, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do one that that actually personally really really got me. Um, Joyce, the mom from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that was gut wrenching for me. Too. Yeah, the ep- the episode is titled "The Body." Which, Mm -hmm. let that paint a picture for you. Mm -hmm. This episode, Buffy comes home (laughs) and discovers her mom dead on the couch. She had already been having um, health problems before that. But it was really like she had been on the upswing. Is like the doctors were saying she was doing better. And then the next episode, she's just dead. And they don't play any music the whole episode. It's just... Buffy and her friends dealing with this death, and then... Well, the first part of the episode is
1: Buffy imagining that she fixed her mom, that she did yeah. CPR and her mom is alive. That and- she could save her. Oh. Yeah. Because she saves everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Her oh. whole
3: identity is is based on her ability to, to save people, to be there just in the nick of time, to be the rescuer, and... and- to not be able to do anything and to be hopeless and helpless in that moment and oh it just oh yeah that one that one is stuck with me a really mm-hmm. long time um
0: and i think what's really special is that like you said they dedicated the entire episode to yeah. feeling that and to seeing the characters deal with it and to let us deal with that too yeah with them and mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I'd, I'd love to hear if you know of any other shows or movies or anything that do that, that allow for that experience to happen. It, that That's very rare. I mm-hmm.
1: feel like I've seen other shows that have done it. They're few and far between, and yeah. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but if listeners can think of them, yeah, yeah like, definitely like mention one, them.
0: One of my examples is Halt and Catch Fire. That show, that happened, like somebody died, and then the following episode... Or I think the person dies right at the beginning, and then the entire episode is dedicated to what happens afterwards and and what do you do with that person's belongings and, and the children, how do they react? And just for that whole episode I was it was very similar to that same feeling of the body in, in, in Buffy so many years ago. Like that doesn't happen often.
1: I think Grey's Anatomy did that with mm. um when Di- Derek Shepherd died. Mm. Yeah. 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 <sighs> intense episodes that are important to see yeah
0: yeah Yeah. again they're a great example of of just taking the time and and how different it is than if a death happens and then the story continues versus just being there with those feelings the opposite of what happened with barb
1: yep (laughs) yeah what else you
3: got on your list lauren um i've also got uh, when Killmonger dies in Black Panther, that mm. I had a lot of feelings about. That a lot mm-hmm. of complex feelings. Mm. Um, when Kamina dies in Gurren Lagann, that was that was a big, big deal. That's um, similar to Ned in Game of Thrones. It's like you expect the main character to be safe the main character should have plot armor. The main character is your kind of stand-in and so therefore is protected from harm or at least too much harm. And then nope, he's dead. And now you have to like take your rebel army and somehow try and figure out how to keep going without his leadership anymore. And and how much like that impacted everybody and their feelings about like you know, can we succeed without him? Can we succeed without his heart? And his his passion and belief in all of us that we can succeed. Um, that was that was a big big impactful one. Um, and then I have two video game examples because of course uh, Lee from The Walking Dead, Telltale's Walking Dead.
0: Hmm.
3: Who? Yeah, that one. Heavy. That one was real heavy. That one was real sad. Um, and then also Morden from Mass Effect Three. No way. Which
2: Also on my list, I thought for sure I would be the only one so powerful.
3: So powerful. And it's really funny because I played Mass Effect like hardcore. I played that a lot. And then Mass Effect 2, I played pretty much up till the end and then I didn't finish it. And then Mass Effect 3, I abandoned like halfway through the game. But I did play through the Morden part and it fucked Mm -hmm. me up so bad because at that point, I really cared about Morden. And even mm-hmm. though I didn't use him on my team, is like every time I went back on the ship, I'm like, I, I go talk to my buddy in the space mm-hmm. science station. Hey, hey, Morden, I love you. And then he like the way that whole scene plays out where he's basically like, no, I have to do this to make up for what I had done before. And and you as you know. Commander Shepard and you have all these options available to you and you have so much power of choice in how the story unfolds and and you know how you can save your friends and everything and you just can't do anything and you just have to accept it and that is so heartbreaking and sad and and also like touching because he he really sacrificed himself to do the right thing but yeah I think that's everything on my list. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I also have the movie Big Fish, which is kind of just the whole movie is grief process. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> lot of. I'm grief. sorry, I'm so, I'm so sweaty now.
2: <laughs> so heavy.
3: <laughs> so sweaty and sad.
2: I need to go lie down.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pull the mic down on the floor with me. That's okay, right?
2: I'm gonna be less
0: spoilery about uh, some of my my examples, but Lara, you you just played another Telltale game. And mm-hmm. that had a death in it. That, that, one, was, that one hit me too. That one, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, think, I think those Telltale games and Mass Effect 2 to an extent. I think mm-hmm. because the story feels like it's your story because you have so much choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe an illusion of choice, right? The stories, a lot of those outcomes are still going to happen. Regardless. Like, Lee is going to die. Like, your experience may be slightly different than mine. And I, I played through the game twice, and it was a little different each time. But he still died, and it was still heartbreaking because that Lee was my Lee. Yeah. And those were my decisions that got us to that point. Oh, you know, and this again, Mass Effect, you have so many choices. Tales from the Borderlands, so many choices. Those uh, feel... There's something about that, you know, that that's, that's different from maybe other games. And, and even stories where you're not like, you know, you're like a passive observer to an extent. And in these stories, you, you were a part of the story. Brendan, you had mass
2: effect. What else do you have on your list? Yeah. Morden was the top of my list for sure. For a lot of the same reasons. Hmm. Um, also on my list, I had Hedwig. Oh, such. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: I forgot about that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Get ready. Um, I mean, Hedwig, you know, just, a in some ways, a unique character in that she has no dialogue, but has so much personality and plays such an important role in the story of being kind of this, in some ways, a constant for Harry and another character, you know, in that series who I really grew up with. And so when I first read that, in my first time reading the book, it was just horrible, and uh, to this day, every time I see that that stupid scene, if I'm rewatching the movie, it, it will bring a tear to my eye because it just—it's yeah, a really impactful one. So that's definitely another one on my list.
1: I remember and- when that when the book came out, I was at summer camp, and everyone's parents had sent them. I was working. Um, everyone, all, all the kids' parents had sent them in their care packages their pre order copies of the book. And you could just see I hadn't read it yet. I was waiting for my friend oh, to finish no. her copy so I could read it. And you could just see people tucked away in corners crying. Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh no, what is coming? Oh no. And then I read it and oh horrible devastation.
2: <laughs> Not a feel good moment for sure. Uh-uh. Um, so that that's another one that always stands out to me. Oh, I think that's probably the biggest one really for Harry Potter universe for me, but Dobby's pretty bad too. That's a, that's a big one. Um, but it doesn't hit me as much as Hedwig for whatever reason. And then the other one that stood out in my mind as I was just kind of thinking of impactful or memorable deaths of fictional characters was K2SO from Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, what a powerful scene that was. And I remember when I first saw it, just how much that scene really hit me. And, has continued to on each subsequent viewing for me and actually shortly after or maybe it was a while after i first saw it and just kind of grappled and thought about that scene i just i don't know how i got onto it but i I was just doing some googling to kind of just read or understand or see what other people were kind of saying about it and i actually came across that same scene in the novelization of rogue one which actually makes it much more sad i think if that's possible and i thought i would read it um so He reexamined his mission parameters and projected only two ways that Cassian and Jin might retrieve their desired data cartridge and escape from scarif upon refinement. both appeared infinitesimally unlikely with one second left until a total shutdown k two s o chose to mentally simulate an impossible scenario in which cassian and andor escaped alive the The simulation pleased him, and I thought that was that added a lot of context to that scene and, and it's kind of actually giving me even like some like goosebumps just reading it yeah. because we we of course see it visually in the film and it's very powerful but having this kind of extra context I guess that he he knew that the mission wasn't going to turn out the way that he really hoped and so he lied to himself in kind of his last moments and it just shows how much like thought and emotion and hope that the character is capable of that yeah. just made K2 so relatable and that scene so impactful for me.
0: Damn. Yeah, plus the idea that he's a robot. So in like one second for us, he was able to do all that processing mm-hmm. and visualize all of that and see it to its end. You know, that he imagined, who knows how far out he he saw that experience. Mm-hmm.
2: He was able to imagine it.
0: Damn. Oh, man.
2: Those are the three big ones I brought.
0: Man, Star Wars has made, made me very angry over the years with their deaths. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we have more, I'm assuming, coming later mm-hmm. this year.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking, like, even all the way back to, like, Darth Maul, like, mm-hmm. it, was, it was very much an angry death. Not because, like, he was the bad guy and you wanted him to die, but afterwards you always thought, like, damn, it was so cool. I would have liked mm-hmm. to see him later.
1: It was a <laughs> yeah. waste of such coolness
0: it wasn't because there's way more darth maul than there yeah, is yeah. any mm-hmm. other character in that movie but, at, at, but
1: at the time at yeah. the time
0: yeah 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 and rogue one lots of feelings about rogue one too oh yeah Ooh, man <laughs> <laughs> lauren had me sad now i'm all angry <laughs> <laughs> happy to help all right let's
2: move on to
1: bargaining
0: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> bargaining huh Lauren brought up Buffy, so I'm going to bring up one of the most impactful deaths for me was Tara from Buffy. I was coming out when the show was on and realizing my sexuality, watching Tara and Willow together. They were like my role models. And so when they have the, the horrible breakup and then they finally are happy and back together and then, bam, Tara's gone. Joss
0: Whedon,
1: um, <laughs> Joss Whedon, you asshole. Joss Whedon, you asshole. It was really rough. And I never liked Kennedy because she wasn't Tara. <laughs> That's uh, Willow's <laughs> replacement girlfriend on the show. And it also, like I said, it showed a way of grieving that was not okay. Like her anger, Willow's anger was so much that she became the big bad and went to darkness she was such a great character amber benson is an amazing actress and i just i miss i miss that character to this day i wish there was more more tara willow love but i'm hoping i get that in the new boom comics so i hope so because they're they're flipping things and and willow is gay from the beginning like she's out and Mm. and queer from the beginning which is kind of cool yeah, that one stuck with me for a long time. And then on the theme of um, killing your gays, <laughs> Lauren brought up briefly Pousset on Orange is the New Black. That one, I, I'm going to bring up the bargaining uh, and the rationalization and the, you know what? I think she died just because the actress needed to be on Handmaid's Tale. And that's why she died. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, at least I can see her on there. That was a rough one to watch. A very unjust and poignant death. It brought up a lot of good conversation about that, but it was, oh, it was yeah. brutal. That one was really rough because
3: it used so many visual references to real, real people being killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, it was... You know, fucked up within the the confines of Orange is the New Black and the story they're telling in there, but it is also like very activating of the the social grief of the way Black people are treated in America. And it was, it was just, oh, that one, yeah, that that it's one of those shows mm-hmm. where you have to pause it because you can't hear the characters over the sound of your own sniffling.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean I could I could go on and on and on, but I only I narrowed it down to a few that were really impactful for me. Um the I still haven't finished it, but in um Life is Strange uh, Before the Storm, in the first episode, you experience Chloe's dad's death. Again? Like, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um <sighs> and the I told you, this is one of the ones that like it is I can't. I can't. It's been so long since I played. I can't remember if it's a dream. Yeah, it's like a dream or something. It is.
0: But it killed me in the first game. Oh. Uh-huh.
1: Man. Yeah. Whew. Maybe I am. Ex- it's been so long. It could be. There's another experiencing of it. I don't know if it's that memory like that in the first one. But it's. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely more impactful if it's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Um I think you actually witness Yeah. Hmm. So Ugh. it's yeah, yeah. Um Stop. and as Stop. someone who's lost a parent, I was just like sobbing about it. Um but once again, it gave me a chance to look at myself and look at how far I've come from being the sixteen year old well, I was twelve, but being a hurt teenager, just like she's a hurt teenager. And and seeing where my life has been and where it can go Mm -hmm. and that that I'm not stuck in that grief cycle over and over and over again. And that was really cool. Yeah. You sad again?
0: (laughs) (sighs) I'm very uh, resistant now to playing the the game because. No, no. You
1: should play because there's D&D in that game.
0: Fine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to relive uh, that experience. But uh, when you were all talking uh, about Buffy, it reminded me kind of like a a reverse grief, which is when Buffy dies and then comes back.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. There's a sense of loss that she feels Mm -hmm. and that because of because she was she was good she was fine she was peace she was at peace yeah she was happy she's like i was in heaven and then you you pulled me out of that and i lost all of that and it's a great exploration of of death and loss and grief from a completely different perspective that i'd never thought about and very rarely have, have thought about since so i think about that that episode or that season all the time because of of how they did that
1: that's an example of how fictional characters and fantasy environments can give us perspectives that we couldn't have in yeah. real life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, well, and before she came back and we felt that loss, she sacrificed herself and, and died, which was, again, it was like one of those things where it's like, well, it's, it's Buffy, the vampire slayer. And I, I really doubt that next season Buffy, of Buffy won't have Buffy in it. So it was
1: at that point in time, we didn't know there was another season though. That was supposed to be the end of the show. Really? Yeah, and then uh-huh. they they yeah they booted APN? it up.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Well, then, but I, I guess I saw it way after that, so then it, yeah. it didn't um, affect me that way. But like having lead characters die, like give the example of Ned, that's like so so shocking. And I yep. remember watching the Transformers movie when I was a kid. Fifteen minutes into that movie, Optimus Prime dies, and it is still I cannot believe that they did that. I can't believe that you took like the 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 primary character, the the number one hero and you had kids super excited that they were going to see Transformers the movie. You're at the movie theater and you kill off the main character. Oh man, that is not okay. That is definitely one of those things that's like is he going to come back? And he didn't come back for a long long time after that. Like you by the end of the movie he wasn't back. It was um devastating for for a kid to see. And and I guess the other one that I thought about while you all were talking was uh, when Superman died in the 90s. Uh, I don't know if any of you remember this, but that was like in newspapers. People were talking about it on the news. When the issue came out, it came in a bag, in a black bag with a red Superman symbol. And inside of it, there was a, I don't know what it's called, but it was like a band that you wore on your arm. And in the mm. comic, everybody who was at the funeral had that. And I remember wearing that and feeling so, so sad. I couldn't believe that Superman was dead. And this was the first time that it had happened in the comics. It was the first time that it was such a big deal. And in the comic, like that Death of Superman comic, it is actually, this is a lot like the the episode of The Body and, and Hoffman Catch Fire, that an entire episode was dedicated to that. Like that whole issue was just all of his friends and family mourning man that was that was rough too but it was i think it was it was cool to be able to also be a part of it and like wear the band and feel like i was also remembering him and being a part of the of the funeral process and it, you know like rituals about death and grief and 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 milestones are like a whole other episode that we could do because that is uh a very important topic too i think yeah but man this was there was a lot there was a lot of examples Ooh. I think we covered it all before the break about the kind of things that helped us. Is there anything else that for some of these examples was different or or helped you get through it in any way that you think is important to let people know? Or does everything from before kind of apply?
2: Yeah, I think everything before, at least for me, applies. Just kind of catching up with the people who, uh, who you know, you'll kind of get that support that you need from and giving yourself time and permission to feel what you're feeling. Yeah, and get new friends. And getting new friends, <laughs> yeah. most importantly of all.
1: I think a lot of self-reflection and journaling was was important for me for mm. for a lot of those.
3: Write fan fiction where the character didn't die and it's all okay.
0: Well, listeners, let us know how you feel. I feel all sorts of ways right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm more ready or less ready for endgame tomorrow. I am tomorrow. not ready
1: for tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not ready. Okay.
0: Oh well. Speaking I'm of not. tomorrow, uh, last week we did geek therapy, so this week we're gonna do a hype train. I mean, there's nothing like for me. It's just everything we've been talking about, which is Endgame tomorrow. <laughs> I have I have three tickets. Like I'm gonna see it three different mm-hmm. times between Thursday and Friday. Like twice on Thursday and once on Friday.
1: I've got Thursday and Saturday and maybe Monday. You too. <laughs> maybe Monday.
0: The hype is real. There is. I don't think I've ever been this hyped for a movie. Ever. I don't, that's a big deal. Yeah. I don't think like I was talking to somebody earlier about like episode one and that was that was a pretty big deal. But I think I think it's it's more for this one. Mm-hmm. And of course, Game of Thrones every Sunday. Mm-hmm. That doesn't remind anybody have anything different.
1: <laughs> I mean, I've got free comic book days coming up in a couple weeks on mm-hmm. May 4th. I'm hyped for that. I run around and hit every comic shop in San Francisco. It's a lot of fun and I'm excited about that and Detective Pikachu is coming out soon yeah I, I mean I'm gonna delay that hype a little bit but I'm excited I'm just not endgame excited yet <laughs> <laughs> Detective Pikachu end game mm-hmm. Oh my gosh that would be amazing <laughs>
2: My egocentric one is that I'm hyped for my dissertation defense on Tuesday. So the next time that Whoa. we record, I'll be all done forever.
3: My hype is that Brandon has his dissertation defense, and I'm so excited for him to oh, do well, that. Thank
0: you. Yeah. I, that's endgame level, level
2: event.
3: Academic endgame.
2: Yeah. Academic endgame, yeah. end a 10-year saga.
3: That's like half of the time of the Marvel movies, right? So you're making a great time. I'm half a
0: Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's exactly as long as the Marvel movies because yeah, it's, it's 10 years.
1: Well, yeah. it was 10 years last
3: year. Yeah, I so think.
0: it's 11 years now. Yeah, yeah. Hype. <laughs> Graduated mm-hmm. hype.
3: I'm excited for Game of Thrones. I'm excited for Killing Eve. I, I, I don't know if hype is the right word, but I have a doctor's appointment on Monday and I haven't been to a doctor in, I don't know, like a decade. This is so hype
0: train, not.
3: Exciting? <laughs> I'm not excited. Not self care
0: train.
2: Hype? Hype you should a doctor. Okay, hype you all
3: should be hyped for me. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> Thank you, Branson. Hype.
2: I also went to the doctor for the first time in like 10 years this year, so I'm I'm hyped for you. Hyped! It's it's very exciting.
1: (laughs) Doctor hype!
2: (laughs) I'm still alive.
3: Look, I'm just saying hype so that I'm not saying anxiety, because that's the other direction
1: it could go, and I'm trying not to do that one. Two sides of the same coin. Two sides Mm -hmm. of the same (laughs) coin. Yep, yep, yep. I am hyped for Endgame and Game of Thrones this weekend, but I'm also very anxious. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much... That's basically my hype train always. I'm always always concerned that it's not going to be... It doesn't matter. Hype. (laughs) All right. That's it for this episode of GT Radio. Got to go to bed because early in the morning you can watch Endgame. Finally. No
1: spoilers. I would never
0: spoil it for any of you or anyone. I would never but I will text reactions. (laughs) Uh, Those emoji
1: reactions are great.
0: Yes. So for more Geek Therapy, visit geektherapy.com. We've mentioned the Discord, the GT forum. We also have a Facebook group. All those links are in the show notes. Be sure to check them out, especially after all of these things that are happening. (laughs) It's the end of the seasons. I mean, it's it's a lot of stuff.
1: Don't make the mistake that Lauren did this past weekend with Game of Thrones and open up the Discord channel. In the middle of the episode we were watching. Yeah, <laughs> you know, don't, do <laughs> don't do that. Spoilers. Don't do that. It's like, oh look,
3: there's like 10 new notifications in this channel. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
0: the best place you can find us is on Twitter, at Geek Therapy. I'm at Josue Cardona. Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. Lara is at Geek Therapist, and Brandon is at Brandon underscore Saxton. Thank you for listening. Remember to geek out and do good, and we will be back next week. Bye. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. For more about the network, visit network.geektherapy.com. And for additional content, including the GT Book Club and discounts on our merch store, consider joining Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com geektherapy.